This is the Tuesday, May 11th edition of Daily Wager Podcast. Got a variety of action to get to tonight. Got a few first half spreads, some team totals, some sides. So let's get to it with everything in and out in 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I am Doug Kazarian, joined by Tyler Fulgham. Tyler, how are you, my man? Doing well this morning. Excited for some uh, fun stuff we have planned the rest of the week on Daily Wager. Yeah, we'll be announcing that in the next, uh, I don't know, maybe a few hours. So some, uh, some updates coming your way on that front. Not officially talking about it yet, but we'll have a little bit of a tweak schedule. No Daily Wager tonight. So just the pod today, so hopefully we'll make it a good one. I got there with the uh, hair on my chinny-chin-chin with Steph Curry last (laughs) night. Needed uh, both free throws at the end uh, in the fouling situation to get over 35 and a half points. But, you know, he did take 25 shots. So that's kind of what I think he's gunning for the scoring title, and his teammates want him to get it too, and he's also really good. So that's why I went with it. So got there with the best bet. But let's. uh, I'm going to start off with this Lakers-Knicks game. This was my sort of big approach this week. I was really hoping to get a better better number, and I'm going to say wait because LeBron's like very likely to play, I guess, tonight. But once it's official, I think you'll get six, six and a half. And I really like the Knicks. We can get six and a half because, A, they're really good, like the best in the league this year, ATS. I think they're a solid team as well. But I just think there's a large sort of integration component to when the major player comes back from injury, not like a Kuzma or something. But the role players and everyone sort of got accustomed to playing around AD – But now that LeBron, he just changes everyone's behavior. He's such a large focal point of the offense. I just think it takes some time, whereas the Knicks are kind of humming right now. So obviously the ceiling is higher with LeBron in the lineup for the Lakers. But short term, I think there's value uh, uh, fading the Lakers. But I need more points. So maybe the public will get this thing to six and a half because they were about seven and a half, eight against the Clippers. And so the Lakers at full strength, certainly on that same level, although the better betting market certainly knows it's not you know, mid-season form for LeBron. Right. Yeah, last time we saw the Lakers on the floor, Anthony Davis was reminding us how good he can be. Last time we saw the Milwaukee Bucks on the floor last night, Doug Kazarian, they reminded us how confusing and confounding they can be. They were in San Antonio last night and got waxed by the Spurs. 146 to 125, a 21-point loss. They come back to Milwaukee tonight to take on one of the worst teams in the NBA this season, the Orlando Magic. And they get them at home, and the Magic right there with teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Houston Rockets, the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're not playing for anything right now. They're just playing out the string. And these are teams I want to attack at this point in the NBA season. So what I'll do is uh, just play a classic bounce-back spot for the Milwaukee Bucks, lane eight in the first half against the Magic. And that's clearly just to um, – that's clearly a belief that Milwaukee led by Giannis and uh, Drew Holiday will come out in the first 24 minutes and kind of reassert their dominance after an embarrassing performance last night against San Antonio. It's not embarrassing to lose to the Spurs. It's embarrassing to lose to the Spurs by 21 points and never really be in it. So I think they uh, try and get themselves right by taking some medicine here against the Magic and absolutely beat up on one of the worst teams in the NBA in the first half lane eight. Yeah, they gave up 87 in the first half. Oh <laughs> and another fun fact is uh, not a single player for the Spurs scored 25 points. Uh, so everyone was 24 or 23 or less. So kind of uh, typical Spurs. But yeah, so it's interesting about the Bucks. You, you know, Maybe if you think they're going to just jump all over, maybe first to 20, something like that. But Giannis comes out and does not start, not finish the first quarter. He uh, starts the second quarter. So 
maybe first half is the ideal kind of optimization of Giannis. So with the, each, each, each sort of superstar in this league has a different sort of uh, playing time pattern like Steph and, and Dame play the entire first quarter. So things like that. That's always interesting when these, in these uh, derivative bets. I'm going to go to the over in the Celtics heat game. We saw this matchup on Sunday. Obviously, the Boston laid a giant egg to start, trailed by as many as 26 in the first half. But then the offense really picked up. I think we're going to see a similar situation. No Jalen Brown is an outstanding d- defender. Maybe their best. I think Marcus Smart probably. But either one, either way, he's an all-star. And he's a great defender. He's out for the season now. I think we're going to see a high-scoring game between the Heat and Celtics. I typically like to chop it up. I typically like first halves. For some reason, Boston games, they, uh, they you don't have to isolate first half necessarily with them. Uh, again, it's just a preference thing. Um, maybe chop it up. Maybe one third of your bet uh, unit size in the first qu- first half, and the three quarters in the second and the full game bet. So, just ways to chop it up because it can be so maddening in the NBA view, like way over, you know, whatever. Uh, but I, more importantly, I just think this will be an up and down game. Both offenses really clicking. Yeah, I'm looking at another first half spread in the association, and that's the Clippers laying seven and a half in Tampa Bay against the Toronto Raptors. We know the Clippers are one of the better teams in the NBA. And although they can be prone to lapses, I don't see that happening tonight against Toronto because despite the fact that the Raptors aren't really out of the playoff play-in, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG Anunoby, and Pascal Siakam, their four best players are all out. And they're dealing with some physical things, but if they were really attempting to kind of win this season, these guys would suck it up and get out there and play. So I clearly think they're just kind of trying to tank right now and, and retool after Kawhi Leonard left and they figured out that uh, they weren't going to be able to win with this uh, particular group. Also, Chris Boucher is probably their fifth best player is questionable. So they could literally be without their entire starting lineup against the Clippers. So I'll lay seven and a half with the Los Angeles Clippers on the road in Toronto. Don't love that one as much as Milwaukee again, because uh, the Clippers can be prone to some lapses, taking it easy on opponents, but they should be able to dominate whoever is out there. It's going to be like an Orlando Magic, a Cleveland Cavalier type team that Toronto's going to uh, field tonight, just because everyone else that's the starter for them is sitting out tonight. Yeah, Toronto uh, officially eliminated for the playoffs. By the way, if you can find it, it's probably worth a nibble on the Clippers to win the Pacific Division. They do not have the tiebreaker with the... they No, sorry. The Clippers have the tiebreaker with the Suns. The magic number for Phoenix is two. They're up three games with four to play. Suns have a very like losable schedule the rest of the way. Uh, I like them tonight, and that's my next play is Phoenix. But just in general, I think the Clippers run the table. 4-0. I mean, they got Houston. They got OKC. And, um, you know, you mentioned tonight's situation with Toronto. Right. I think Phoenix could go one and three. And there's actually a scenario where Houston would prefer the three seed because of the Lakers might be the seven seed and sure. they don't want to go that two, seven matchup. So if you can get <laughs> right. plus six fifty out there, I took five fifty last night. Again, a little nibble. I already have plus five fifty on the Suns anyway, um, just from like months ago. But uh, I, I would recommend just a little taste because it's basically like, you know, it's a sort of a money line parlay, but obviously the Suns can um, win a game, so it's not 100%. But I think there's some there's some story, their narrative there, if you will. Uh, my last game, I mentioned I do like Phoenix a little bit. Uh, bounce back spot for them, maybe first half as well, given that their loss on Sunday night, but then also just the Warriors' big win last night. But I like the uh, Kings. They're still mathematically alive. Uh, Thunder are terrible. We know that. They just crushed them. I think they crushed them again. I'll lay the 10.5 with Sacto. Yeah, Thunder are just one of those, again, teams that are – awful right now you mentioned the Raptors being eliminated the last team in the Eastern Conference that's still alive as far as being down in the standings 
is the Chicago Bulls. They get KD, Kyrie, and the Brooklyn Nets tonight, and I'll play that Nets team total over 118.5. Chicago's defense is okay. It's middle of the pack, and their their pace is kind of the same. But Brooklyn owns the number one offensive rating in the NBA, and there's no one on uh, the Chicago Bulls that can check Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. So I think they can get to 120 points in this matchup. And I think with Zach Levine back now, the Bulls like to push the pace just slightly more with his athleticism uh, out in the open court. And like I said, they, they are sitting in that 11 spot. They're two and a half games behind the Washington Wizards. So it's a very small chance as the last team alive to try and uh, make it into that 10 spot. Now that Toronto's been uh, knocked out, but I think the Brooklyn offense has a nice night against the Bulls and goes over 118 and a half. All right, good stuff. We gave out a lot of plays, a lot of discussion this final week, the week 17, if you will, like the NFL has uh, always got moving parts, something to keep in mind. Next podcast, we'll talk about um, any draft sort of lottery protection, right, on some picks. I know the the T-Wolves and the Warriors have one, so there's things to keep in mind, but I don't think it's as drastic as we've seen in recent years. But thanks to everyone for uh, rating, reviewing, listening, all that good stuff. It really helps us out. In and out in 10 minutes, like we promised, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll be right back.